The following podcast may take our lives, but it will never take our freedom! <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, everybody, and thank you for joining us on this episode of the Salty Nerd Podcast. We're talking Braveheart, another Mel Gibson-directed movie. I'm joined, as always, by my fantastic panel of nerds. Matt Vader's here looking like the clown from Spawn. What's up, dude? I feel like I need to throw some rocks. (laughs) (laughs) Throw a big rock a long ways and smash your brain with it. I don't don't know. What are we doing? But can you do it when it counts? I can. (laughs) Probably not. Judah's also here, rocking her. Rocking her own face paint. What's up? Wow, look at you. Oh. I didn't know you did that. Oh, hello. Dang, you look sexy as hell. <laughs> Blue <laughs> face paint. I swear to God, every single alcohol makes this guy horny. <laughs> I'm always horny. What are you talking about? <laughs> Candice is also Speaking here. Horny. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of horny. Speaking of horny, Candice is here. What's up, dude? Always ready to go. You know this. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, this is probably the highlight of Mel Gibson week for me because this is his best movie in my opinion. So this, looking forward to talking about Braveheart. That's right, guys. We're going to talk Braveheart today, one of our favorite Mel Gibson movies. So stay tuned. We're going to break it down. We're going to have a lot of fun doing it. So join us. Thanks for being here. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. We're going to take a quick break. I'm going to drink something and then uh, we're going to get into it. Welcome back, everybody. Hey, if you guys want to support what we do here, go to saltynear.com slash DC and download Dragon Champions and become a warrior of your own and free your own people. You can collect your heroes, upgrade them, put face paint on them, and go off on a war rampage and kill a bunch of people. It's a lot of fun. It's a great mobile game. We all play it here. Uh, Matt Vader over here is, is moving his way up the ranks, and uh, Kadish is like master level 80. Uh, he's the master class dragon champion. So if you guys join up, type in salty in the promo code area. It gives you a little bit of a leg up, gives you extra character, a lot of cool things. And uh, if you have questions, if you need help along your way, head over to our Discord app. We have a dragon champions chat room that is dedicated to helping people get started on their uh, warring rampage and dragon champions. And uh, we'd appreciate the support. Those guys over there support us. We want to return the favor. All right, let's get into Braveheart. Jude, take it away. What's the synopsis? All right, sir. Or actually, box office. Go ahead. 1995 Braveheart rated R with a runtime of two hours, 58 minutes. This had a budget of $72 million. Guess what this brought into the box office? Oh my God. 200 million, 250 million. This was a huge movie. Yeah. Um, I, I still watch this movie religiously at least once a year. 1995 dollars. $350 million. $213 okay. million. Dollars. Yeah. This, this this did all right. It did pretty good. Yeah. Right on. You ready? Cool. Yes, I am. All right. William Wallace comes back to his hometown in Scotland to grow crops and babies. He marries his childhood sweetheart in secret so that the English military won't fuck her. But when she dies at the hands of the cruel men who wish to bully the Scots into submission, he goes full Mad Max and takes his country back. Martin Riggs is just the right kind of crazy to rally his kinsmen into rebelling against the monarchy and following him into certain death for Scotland's freedom. For they may take his life, but they'll never take his freedom. Discuss. Never take a man's freedom. Never take a man's freedom. Never. Because he puts face paint on and he kills people in, in a really heroic way. <laughs> <laughs> um, I adore this movie. Mm. It's so freaking inspiring and good and fun and brutal. And Mel Gibson, like whatever his crazy eye face that he does in this movie works. Like Mm -hmm. there's a couple scenes where you get the crazy eye Mel Gibson and 
it's terrifying. Like I wouldn't want to be on the receiving end of that shit. Mm-hmm. Like it's scary. He's got that look down. Um, but the revenge plot, you guys know I'm a sucker for like either if it's a husband who's in a revenge rampage or a rescue rampage, like either one, I'm in for the journey. A roaring rampage. A revenge. roaring rampage of revenge. I'm isn't, in for it. Isn't Mullen beautiful? Yes, I love her. She's gorgeous. I don't know who the actress is. Oh, she was in one of the James Bond movies was she that really? we uh, reviewed. She's just no, that was Sophie Morceau. She, she was the princess. She's so naturally. Oh, that's who I'm thinking of. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She's such a natural, pretty woman. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. So, yeah, uh, the the actress that Vader's talking about is Catherine McCormick. Mm-hmm. Uh, she played uh, Mel Gibson's wife at the beginning of the movie, who is tragically murdered, um, and which sparks off like his whole rebellion. Oh, and it's such a cold murder too. Like they just throw her up on top of this freaking trunk and just like this is how you repay my kindness. Like mm-hmm. fuck you, yeah, just dude. slits her throat. Yeah, there's no, no preamble to it. Cold-hearted nonsense, and and he got what he deserved. He did the exact same thing to him. It's just it's a it's weird to say, but this is a feel-good movie. Like it, it, you watch it, and you're just like you you it's feel an inspiring movie. Inspiring, yeah. You feel inspired to go and and just fight for your own freedoms and stuff like that. I do have to say, I have a little bit of salt for it, and this is a new thing for me. You salt for a little this bit, movie? A little bit. Really? Because I've gotten to know a gentleman named Charlie Allen from oh. Scotland. Okay, uh, yeah, who your runs be, your best friend. He's my best Charlie friend. Charlie Allen. Okay. He, uh, he runs uh, uh, Combat International, which is a, a stunt choreography and behind the scenes uh, battle scene guys that go out there and they make movies look amazing when they do fight scenes and stuff like that. These are the guys that you see in the background fighting in all these epic battle scenes mm-hmm. and all these cool movies. And this was the movie that actually inspired him to start his own company because he watched this movie. And now that he's pointed it out to me, I can't unsee it. Oh, well, there's stuff in this movie that's funny. There's goofy-ass shit happening. During, so during like, the first big battle, yeah. there's the dude in the background at the end of the battle. Yeah. And he just seemed to kind of, uh, Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's, there's dudes, when they do you know, the- You know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, when they yeah. do the wide shots okay. and you see like, you know, you have your little pocket of heroes of the movie mm-hmm. that are like doing their thing, but then on the outskirts of it, you just see dudes like just kind of like waving their yeah. swords around. That's the shit that Charlie pointed out to me, and now I can't unsee it. There's there's several things during this movie that I call like bullshit. Like yeah. like okay, so we're gonna skip ahead way to, the, to like the last third of the movie when he when he when he jumps out of the tower with the horse, mm-hmm. completely fake. <laughs> No shit. It's a fucking rubber horse. Okay? It's, it's just it's, it's funny, right? It's just there's there's several instances of stuff like that that are pretty pretty blatant in this movie that I kind of feel like hmm that just cost you five stars. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, R two said there's a car in the background of one of the battles. Nice. What? Did you see that? I didn't. I didn't notice that. I, I I'll see if I can find that. it. So they actually had to reshoot a great deal of battle um, footage. Because a lot of the extras were wearing like their watches and like sunglasses <laughs> oh, and stuff. God. Oh, <laughs> yeah. See, that's the shit. Carrying their Starbucks cups. Yeah, like Charlie went out and started his own company because he saw that kind of shit. He's like, well, there's a market for, they need people in the background to take their job seriously. And that's how he created his company. It's very successful and he's done a ton of awesome movies. Mm-hmm. So I like, now that I know him and now he's told me these kind of things, a little bit of behind the scenes stuff, now I can't help but see it. So that kind of knocks yeah. this movie down a little bit off its pedestal. But it's still a great movie. Like the story itself is great. The acting is great. Mel Gibson is awesome when he does his speeches. I think in the ranking of inspiring army speeches, this is top notch. I, I mean, that speech has made it into the zeitgeist of, of society. Yeah. Where basically everyone knows 100%. they may take our lives, yeah. but they'll never, never take, take our freedom. freedom. Yeah. And like, also directing and starring in something is no small feat. Yeah, exactly. There's a, there's 
so many good things to talk about this movie. I, I love the, the the royals that he has to deal with. Like Wallace is a fundamental, like I'm here to do X, Y, and Z. And if you're in my way, I don't give a shit about you. You're just a nuisance. And like these, these nobles that he has to deal with, these Scottish nobles who are just like in it for themselves and he has to constantly bicker back and forth. Like, I hate those guys. Yeah, like they make, they make them so like unlikable in this movie. Even though they're supposed to be on his side, like these scenes where they're like, well, there's there's a great scene where they're squabbling over who's going to become the king of Scotland, right? Oh, we're mm-hmm. gonna we're gonna defeat the English and we're gonna have to elect a king for ourselves. And Wallace is sitting there; he's the obvious choice, mm-hmm. but they're all just too busy fighting over their own egos. My my favorite. And he, just, he just turns around and walks away. And he's like, "We're you guys can't work together." Yeah. So. What's the point? Yeah. Yeah. My, my favorite part of this movie, uh, one of the favorite parts, I don't know if it's my favorite part, but um, when he just starts straight up murdering and he, the, the Scottish lords. After they bail on him, right? Dicks. Yeah. And they all deserve it is like my favorite part. Yeah. So there's a scene where so. um, the the king of England comes to fight um, uh, William Wallace and his army. And William Wallace has his nobles. He's got two nobles that have like cavalry and yeah. it's like a good majority of his Why army. Why tell we negotiate? Yeah. It's like fuck you, fuck you negotiating. Dude. So like Sing. they start battling it out, and then Wallace is like, "Okay, when I wave the flag, you guys come in and yeah. flank them and help us out." And they just bail. Yeah, yeah. And the king is like, "Well, I gave them more land and some extra yeah. money, and like it's just complete so, betrayal." Yeah, they played the Game of Thrones, and Wallace lost. Yeah, but you know what? We need to go to the beginning. Let's we, go to the beginning. We need we need to start this movie, you know, and and talk about. This movie from the beginning to the end, you know. Take it away. What what, so, what about the beginning do you want to talk about? I mean, I mean, come on, man. It's uh, we we, I mean, William Wallace. We start this movie is he's a he's a child. He's like eight years old, right? Mm-hmm. Nine years old, and 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 we start with him going sneaking along with his brother and his dad. They don't know he's there. They kind of know he's there, but they really don't because they told him to leave. Yeah. But they go into this meeting with with the with the nobles and Longshanks' boys, and they all get murdered. It was a trap. It was a trap. Yeah, because they it was a dark scene. It. When it that was. kid when that kid walks into that hut and and they're all just hanging there, dark. Yeah, and, then, and one of them is like a kid, like his age. Yeah, and then was it was it a dream where the kid like wakes up and looks at him, or was that like a vision or something like that? Mm-hmm. I think it happened with William. Uh, but yeah, it was really dark. And it kind of sets up like it how, sets up the tone. Yeah, it sets up the tone. It sets up how ruthless Longshanks is. I, but I have to say, like as much of a dick as Longshanks is in this movie, he's also hilarious. Is the, he the way hilarious? He, the way he treats his kid and the way he just talks so much shit. Well, his kid's like a big flaming <laughs> flamer. <laughs> and then so. just the whole situation with Longshanks being like, I have to send you. To take my place. Like, fuck. It's like, I'm going to have to bang your wife just to have an error myself. Yeah. Because you're certainly not going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and then what's, what's his uh, his advisor, like Philip or something? I think his name was or something the, like the that. The princess? No, the, the, the princess, like, buddy. Yeah, his, his, I made I made Philip my advisor. Yeah, I made Philip my advisor. His, oh, really? His, Tell his me about your. Come over here, Philip. Yeah. Let's chat by the window. Yeah, well, that's, but that's like at the end of the movie, man. That's I like, know, sorry, we're we're, skipping. we're 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 really skipping ahead. We're but, skipping ahead. Yeah. So what about the beginning? What else did you want to talk? I love the scene, just, the just, rock scene they, that you they, mentioned before. They, is they awesome. set up the whole movie at the beginning with with the kid, you know, and, and you know, there's, there's something the way they set his character up from from being a child. To where his his father and his brother die, and then his uncle comes along and takes him away. Well, his uncle 
as, as small a part as he had in this movie, it kind of sets up William Wallace's character because he takes him away and he educates him. Mm -hmm. It's like the whole scene where he's like, first you need to learn this. Yes. Oh, I love that scene. Yeah. And yeah. then I'll teach you this, mm -hmm. you know, but you need to be brain head smart before you're, you're, you're sword smart. You need you to be brain smart. <laughs> you need, you need to know what the world's really like. Yeah. You, you know, and that's the thing that separates William Wallace from all these other local yokels, you, you, you know? Yeah. Well, he's, he's educated. He's well-traveled yes. and he's educated. Right. And, and that was the one thing that his uncle brought to the table that I think was really fun. And it was a really cool, interesting situation where he's, he's like, okay, mm -hmm. you're going to come with me and you're going to do X, Y, and Z. And he's like, do you understand what the priest was saying at your father's funeral? And nope. the kid's like, no, I don't speak. It was he in was Latin. speaking in Latin. And he's like, you don't, you don't understand Latin. And then he says that famous line, which comes back later. Well, we'll have to remedy that situation. Mm -hmm. And I just, it's a cool little callback. It's a nice little moment. It plays the, his, his, it plays through the whole movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and, and it reaps its rewards because he's understanding what these shitbag advisors to the king are saying to yeah. the princess. Oh, that was a great moment. Too, and yeah. you know, you know, it's like, he's, nobody's getting one up on William Wallace. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? So, uh, so Jude, I feel like this is like a dude movie. <laughs> So do you enjoy this movie as I much do. as we do? Okay. I don't know if I enjoy it as much as you do, um, but I enjoy this movie. And I remember when this came out and I saw it in the theater and um, how, how big it was, you know, like, I mean, it was 1995 and um, this was like a big deal. It was a really good movie. And I remember vividly, I was telling Kadish this when we were watching it, like, so I, I've worked in spas most of my uh, adult career. And uh, at the time that this came out, I worked in a hair salon and I just did nails like in the corner of the salon next to like all the hairdressers. And I would always like talk to my clients about movies that I watched. Like for a hundred years, I've been talking about movies. Right. And uh, the girl that did hair next to my nail station, she was like, she was like, I haven't seen that movie yet. And you just ruined the whole thing because you told your client about it. Stop talking about movies all the time. <laughs> and I told my clients, like all of my clients that whole day, every single, like the entire movie, like I gave them all the synopsis of every <laughs> single thing that happened in the movie all day long for 10 hours. That's awesome. <laughs> right on. Kanish, what's your history with this movie? So um, I was in high school when this movie came out and I was actually working at a movie theater and uh this you know we played this movie in the theater i worked at and so i got to see it probably like five six times in the theater and this is like a three-hour movie so mm -hmm. like this long. It, you know like it, th that's quite a commitment but um at the time you know like i was kind of gearing up to go to film school and all this other stuff and um mel gibson um when he released this movie this was the second movie he'd ever directed the first really big budget one the first movie he directed was called man without a face which he also starred in um, but that was just kind of like one of those movies where it's just like, I don't care, you know, it's not cool, but like this movie was cool. <laughs> and, uh, and it's kind of interesting because, um, you know, the action scenes in this movie for a first time director are, are very, um, um, advanced and Mel Gibson actually pulled a, a lot from his experience working with George Miller on the, uh, on the Mad Max movies to figure out like, you know, how to pace the action scenes, when to use slow motion. Uh, he created this technique where um, moments of impact with swords or weapons or whatever, they would cut like a single frame out. And so like it'd have this like slightly jarring effect when you watched it because like there'd just be like this slight jump cut in there that would kind of accentuate like the, the hit. 
And so like there was a lot of stuff in this movie that was actually like like really advanced and, and really amazing. This is uh, the first Mel Gibson movie to win uh, Oscars for like, you know, his direction. I think it's the only one. Um, but uh, the, one of the more interesting aspects to this movie is like how historically inaccurate it is. Yeah. <laughs> and and one, of the, one of the funny things is that there's not a whole lot of historical record about William Wallace. So they had a lot of leeway with which to play with. But there are certain things like, for instance, um, the, the prince, uh, Prince Edward. Uh, the, the the gay character. Mm -hmm. So a lot of uh, historians kind of agree that uh, that the rumor that he was homosexual was spread by his enemies as a way to kind of undermine him. Where in reality, like he had like numerous kids um, throughout the course of his life. Uh, Princess Isabel, during the time of uh, Scottish Rebellion, was like nine years old, and, oh, God. and, and like that that's the age at which she married uh, um, the prince. Um, but of course, like they couldn't consummate the marriage because she was like so young. Um, but it was a marriage of uh, of political alliance. Mm -hmm. And um, also um, at the time of William Wallace's rebellion, William Wallace was like in his 20s and Mel Gibson was in his 40s mm -hmm. when he was playing this this part. <laughs> and that was like um, the only way that the studio would agree to finance the picture was if Mel Gibson started it. And so like because he was pulling double duty, Mel Gibson would do like two or three takes and he'd be like, that's good enough. <laughs> and then like, then he'd go back to focusing on directing uh, the, the rest of the movie. And it was just like a really interesting thing. In fact, I, I saw an interview with Tommy Flanagan uh, really recently, who was the, he's the guy with like the, the Glasgow smile. Chips uh, yeah, from yeah. Sons of Anarchy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that guy. And he plays the, um, like the, the guy whose wife is taken at the beginning of the movie. Like during their wedding ceremony. Yeah. 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 Reception. Yeah. He, he, he's the groom. And originally he was just cast for that role. He was, he was going to be there for like a week to like shoot that scene. And Mel Gibson liked him so much that he just kept putting him in more scenes. And like, he ended up being there for like six weeks or something like mm -hmm. that, uh, shooting scenes. And you see him in the background and later on he gets his revenge on the guy who yeah. like, like basically raped his wife. It was, it was so fucked up. That scene where the, the English Lord was like, it, I, I treated her well. It was within my rights. And oh then, no. Oh no, 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 dude. You die. You're dead. And the dude Absolutely. comes up, he's like, oh, I'm exercising my right as a husband. And he freaking just, Wah! I love it. I think that's the, the scenes at the beginning. Well, in the first third of the movie mm -hmm. where, William Wallace and his crew take out the the, the, garrison, two, the, yeah, garrison, the garrison and then, yeah. the, then the Lord. Those are my two favorite scenes of the movie. And I don't really know why, but they are. It's just, he was so intense. They feel the most, I think, yeah. justified. I, mean, I, I know everybody thinks that the battle scenes probably would be my favorite scenes, but, but the scenes where he like goes up and he kills the fort and, mm -hmm. and then the Lord, those are my favorite scenes. Cause, to, cause they just, there's so much emotion that he exudes from not saying anything. Oh, that whole scene where he's, when he, when he's he, on the when, horse. When he goes up to the fort. Dead quiet. No, that that yeah. was a crazy, intense, emotional scene. Mm -hmm. You just killed my wife, motherfucker. Yeah. And it's just like, and nobody knows it's his wife. And even. It's just, it's crazy. Even it's after just, he gets his revenge, right? And he puts that yeah. guy up against the post. He slits his throat and the dude just oh. falls. There's, yeah. there's a moment where everybody there is like, like, oh. Oh shit! Whoa! Yeah, yeah. And, like, and, when, and when the body falls, it hits Mel Gibson, and he just like doesn't move. Shrugs it off. Yeah, shrugs it off. Yeah. There are actually two things I want to point out about this movie, though. The first is that Matt Vader has a certain standard with which to judge movies called the trifecta. <laughs> do, you, do you want to explain what the trifecta is, Vader? I do. I do it's know 12. what the trifecta is. 
So, um, yeah, um, boobs, which I guess there's a rape scene with some boobs, and a, a rape scene and midgets. They're definitely all three of those things are in this movie. But you know, but 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 you're you're basically those form the trifecta, yeah. which to you yeah, yeah. makes a perfect movie. Well, yeah, I guess. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and, and and not only does this movie have the trifecta in it, it does. because it has boobs, rape, and midgets. I, I mean, it's but no... it, it won the Academy Award. <laughs> so this is probably the only Academy Award winner that actually has with the, the trifecta. trifecta. With the trifecta. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, sure. I feel like the humor of the trifecta this, is wearing off a little bit. It is a little bit with this like... movie. It doesn't really work with this movie. It's, it's, it's not really like, you know, it's a, a death stalker thing. It's not the creeps where all three of those things were happening. Oh my god, the, the same creeps. Time. You guys but remember yeah. that movie? Oh, yes, I do. Oh, my God. We still God. need that poster in the studio. Yes, I don't do. really know. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I get what you're saying. It does have the trifecta, but it doesn't have it's it It's not utilized same in the same it's way. It's not the same. It's not. It's like those things are all hard to laugh at. When you can laugh at all three of those things at the same time, that's different. But I wasn't laughing at any of those things in this movie. This is way too heavy. This is a heavy yeah, movie. Yeah, too heavy to have that. <laughs> Mel Gibson's well known for his heavy movies and yes, long run times. for sure. But the second thing I wanted to point out, and this is goes towards Jude, is that there are like four or five actors in this movie that also appear in the Harry Potter films. Really? Mm -hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I want to let me see if I can guess one of them. Was one of them his uncle? Uh, no. No. I don't know who the other ones would no, be. No, his uncle was played by Brian Cox, but Brendan Gleeson, who plays Hamish, his best friend. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was Mad-Eye Moody. Yeah. Moody. What? Yeah. No. Yeah. Hamish, Hamish is Mad-Eye Moody. Yeah. I had no idea. Alex has no idea what we're That is wild. <laughs> no idea. I know look, who Hamish dude, is. They don't look nothing alike. Yeah. It is weird. Yeah, I like, love Hamish. That's the same dude? Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. Who else? That's crazy. And I forget exactly the names, but like, yeah, there are like four or five guys. Oh, I'm going to look it up now. Mm. I, I love stuff like that. The connection. Yeah. The, the, well, he's the, 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 the seven degrees of Kevin Bacon. Hamish, <laughs> Hamish might be my favorite character in this movie. Oh, for sure. He's awesome. I like his dad better. His dad's, <laughs> uh, yeah. Every, I love how everybody is a terrified of his dad. Mm -hmm. yeah, I and, love and the he, Irish guy. And yeah. he also gets like, <laughs> yeah, it's my like, like terribly wounded in every battle scene. <laughs> yes. His dad? Yeah, his yeah, because he gets he gets shot in the chest with an arrow in the first one. Then he gets uh he gets yeah, sliced his, open his, in one he, of them. He gets and he gets his hand, hand cut off. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. and then the final one he dies. Mm -hmm. and, but but it's kind of funny because also when he comes back with um with William Wallace's uh, father, he's got like all types of wounds on him too. So like he's, he always gets messed up. He's in, always in crazy battles, in all yeah. these battle scenes. I wanted to talk let's talk about the Irish guy, because he's he's the comedic relief almost in this movie like this movie is very heavy it's very dark it's my island but that dude is freaking hilarious yeah, yeah. he talks to god yeah he talks to god he's like are you conversing with the almighty <laughs> he's like well an irishman has to if he wants to find his equal <laughs> it's so you don't funny, need dude. to worry about the irish <laughs> those good. are my people it's my yeah, island yeah, it's yeah. so funny and then yeah that battle scene that was a great um kind of like a switch is like when Longshank shows up with the Irish conscripts and they're going to go fight the Scottish people and then they run towards each other in the battlefield and then they stop and they're like, ah, <laughs> like I've been missing you, bro. That's awesome. Yeah. It's just, it's a lot of fun. It's a nice little flip around. And then the way that William Wallace kind of like plays the, the, the battlefield and like yeah. uses everything to his advantage and, and, you know, creates the big spears to take on the cavalry. Like his, the way he just runs his show is just, it's so much fun to watch. And uh, Longshanks is just constantly underestimating him. 
Well, well, the and funny thing about the battle scenes is that so originally they were far more graphic than uh -huh. than what was in the final film, and um, the uh, Mel Gibson actually had to go back and cut a bunch of stuff out to avoid an NC seventeen rating. Um, so, like uh, you know, uh, the initial cut of the battle scenes was like far grittier, and also um, his initial cut of the movie was something like three hours and fifteen minutes. Is there a director's cut version of this? I don't think there is. You but, watch it. But ba basically, like, at a three-hour, 15-minute runtime, like, no theater is going to show a movie. Mm -hmm. And so um, Sherry Lansing, who was, like, the executive in charge of the studio at the time, came in and gave Mel Gibson a bunch of notes about what to cut out of the movie. And at first, Mel Gibson was like, this bitch telling me what to cut mm -hmm. out of my movie. Like, <laughs> fuck her. But then, like, uh, he went back into the editing room, and he was like, yeah, you know what? She's, she, she's kind of right. <laughs> so, like, he was able to trim about, like, 17 minutes out of the film. Uh, to get it to its final like below three hour runtime, and that that was like the bare minimum that like the studio or a, a theater chain would need in order to like you know play a uh, play this movie because anything over three hours like you're just not going to get enough showings in the day in order to you know make any money. So it's important to hit that uh, under three hour mark. Jude, how long do you think it would take Mel Gibson to put his extensions in for this? <laughs> Actually, it was a win. That, was is a, win. that is a main. That thing is huge. Mm -hmm. I love it. It's hilarious. Every time I saw it and I was watching this movie and then like I, he's just having normal conversations with people and I'm like, what is going on with his hair? Yeah. It's so big. Yeah, he, he, also, he does of, have big hair. Typically, a full head of extensions will take at least three hours. Yeah, he also refused to grow a beard for the role um, because uh, William Wallace was known to have like a big, big old beard. That's weird, right? That is a weird thing to not want to do. Why would you not want to? What would beard? Mel Gibson look like with a? He's he has a beard. He has he's a beard had now. A beard before, yeah, he's like a he's got Batman. a great beard. Yeah, that's strange. It's very strange, huh? <laughs> I don't know, man. He's like, but you're going to cover up this baby face? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> All I know is look at that smile. <laughs> Who wouldn't I, fall for him? I'm I've had a crush on Mullen since this movie came out. Yeah. She is so pretty. And um, yeah. She's got that girl next door look. She does. The girl in the hut next door. She really does. <laughs> I like her father. I mean, her dad? Yeah. Her did, dad's is, like, you can't court my daughter. Yeah. For, 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 I can't? No. <laughs> no? <laughs> for no. 1200. Go ahead. For 1200 BC or whatever, or AD or whatever the hell it was. You know, she's got really good teeth. She you does know, have nice teeth. She's got really nice teeth, nice yeah. hair. And, um, you know, she's just smoking hot. I, I really love her. So, uh, she's pretty and got a nice voice. And I don't know what else to say. She's just, I like you're her, man. very enamored if you yeah. talk about I, a woman's voice. It's like yeah. she's very, and she has an angelic voice to her. I love her. So yeah. the, the, the character of Longshanks, the, the king Great of England. Actor. Mm -hmm. um, Mel Gibson was going hard after Sean Connery to play that role. Ooh. But unfortunately, Sean Connery was committed to a movie called Just Cause that he was uh, committed to at the time. And oh. so, like, he couldn't do this movie. But uh, I, I think it would have been awesome if Sean Connery had been in this. That would have been great. I don't know, man. I, I don't think I could see anybody else than what. He's this so guy. snivy I mean, and evil. The, the problem with Scotland <laughs> is just full, full of stuff. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I mean. How iconic is that line, right? Does I mean, Sean Connery play villains? I don't know. Does I mean, he? Yeah, Not I really, he right? I, I can't. Yeah, I can't see Sean Connery playing a bad guy. Well, he has, he has a very heavy and distinct yeah. Scottish accent, right? Right. He's so, an Egyptian can't have Spaniard. He's an Egyptian Spaniard. Can't have a Scott, can't have a Scott playing, playing an English king. <laughs> no, that I don't think that would have worked. No, I can understand why he would want. I that. I can see him playing one of like the lords. 
in Edinburgh. Mm. But um, Robert the Bruce. Robert the Bruce. Oh, <laughs> I love that dude. That dude uh, so a, lot of, a lot of Scots were really upset with how Robert the Bruce was portrayed. In really? This movie. Oh, he's yeah. a punts in this movie. He betrayed him. He's just like, you know, his dad, his freaking diseased dad is over there. Like, this is how you play the it's game, got, son. Leprosy, right? Yeah, yeah. There's actually a, a movie on Netflix with Matt Damon uh, called The Wayward King, I think it is, which, which is like more accurate, historically accurate version of the Robert, Robert the Bruce story. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to name drop Charlie Allen again. He said the, the best movie, he actually worked on this one is with Chris Pine called The Outlaw King. That, that's what it was, Chris Pine. Yeah, and the Outlaw Chris King. Pine and The Outlaw King said that is a great, and it's fairly historically accent, a- accurate, and uh, Chris Pine's accent, Scottish accent, is actually on point in that movie. So mm. from a, coming from a Scot who worked on the movie, uh, he said he was, he was proud to work on that one. So. Do you guys remember any of the controversy that uh, surrounded this film when it came out? Mm-mm. I don't remember when I this don't movie came there out. There was controversy? Yeah. yeah. So the, there, were, there were two organizations that came hard after Mel oh, Gibson. God. The first one was the was an animal rights organization uh, who believed that the horses in the movie were mistreated. Oh, well, they were fake. It, well, they they actually had to show them behind the scenes footage of like the fake horses to convince them that no horses were, were harmed in this movie. <laughs> like literally but, rubber horses. Okay, <laughs> but they they made a huge stink out of it, man. Like they like they were like like so many animals were hurt during the making of this oh movie. Oh my god! And Mel Gibson was like, man, we didn't even have an injury on set <laughs> with like I a mean, human. That one scene where he comes out of the tower. Yeah, the just, horse is so blatantly fake. It's like his legs are all, oh, oh, oh. you know, it's just, it's so funny. It's like, there's a scene. I was I I keyed in immediately on that one. I was watching this yesterday. Yeah. I'm like, some of the effects don't hold up. So bad. It was like <laughs> half star off. Yeah, can't I can't do it. Yeah, and, and yeah. The second big controversy was from like uh, the LGBT. Uh, community uh, who basically oh, because basically didn't like how the the prince was portrayed in in the film, and in fact, like they <laughs> made such a what stink out of it that Mel Gibson had to host like a um and uh you know gays and film um, <laughs> talk and and like support them with like some type of like financial contribution I or think something. I like do that. remember that actually. That's ludicrous. Seems a bit off. Doesn't Seems it? a bit weird. <laughs> well, 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 yeah. well, 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 they said that the portrayal of gayness in the film was insulting because, like, the guy was why because well, it was accurate. The guy was like <laughs> sniveling and like you know very effeminate and, oh, and incompetent Whatever. and all this other stuff. They're they're like that's such a stereotype, and so like they came <laughs> but after. It, but, it's but it's not. It's, I mean, I know straight people can be sniveling idiots yeah. too. <laughs> it's just, it's like it's like well, you know what? I don't like this character. Who plays the Lord because he's an asshole. Yeah. He just so happens to be an English white guy. That's insulting to <laughs> English white people. Like, come on, bro. Just chill. It's a fucking movie. Um, all right, let's what do we what do you guys think about the ending? This the ending I think is. Are we going probably, to the ending? Yeah, might as well. What what's what the torture scene? Oh Jesus. This is heavy shit. So yeah. okay, so I'll tell you my my thoughts on the on the torture scene. So I I it's been probably ten years or so since I watched this movie. And for some reason in my head, this this ending scene where he gets drawn and quartered mm-hmm. was way worse in my brain than it ended up being in the movie. It's pretty mild it's Compa- pretty, compared to the battle scene. It's pretty mild yeah. compared to what, for some reason, I remembered it way Well, it, in the original cut of the movie, it was very graphic. Like, it actually mm-hmm. showed you pulling his intestines out. Yeah. It showed them pulling his intestines out. And one of the the things that got cut in, in uh, for the final cut of the film mm-hmm was they were like, we're going to take out a lot of this gore to avoid the NC-17. Mm-hmm. And so like a lot of it's kind of left to your imagination, which in a way makes it worse mm-hmm. in that scene. I can understand that. It is a very dark scene though, but I don't know, man. It's just intense. And I, I, I can appreciate Mel Gibson's performance during mm-hmm. that part. 
and you know the, the famous cry at the end, freedom. Oh yeah. As, as it gets awesome. as it gets intercut with Longshanks dying, like mm -hmm. as this tyrant is dying. Oh, the, and the, the way man, the princess owns oh, Longshanks so yeah. uh, as he's so, dying. Just so you know, your line ends with your son. <laughs> and it's because just, I've got. I wish she just would have said. There's the cherry on the you top. You know, there's there's somebody else's baby growing in me. But she said she she. I wish she would have said that uh, William Wallace's baby is growing inside <laughs> my womb right now. And, and she that specifically awesome. waited until he lost the ability to communicate. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Yeah, that's yeah, a great yeah, ending. A, that that was the ultimate girl boss uh, moment <laughs> in this movie. Yeah, she she um. I think she did. She got portrayed very well in this movie too. Yeah. And plus, Sophie Marceau is just gorgeous. Yeah, super gorgeous. In fact, Jude was obsessed with her hair. Super with long, right? Uh, the princess's hair. Yeah. The, the one that goes down to like the back of her knees. Yeah. Goes down to the bottom. The assistant of her or the actual princess? The actual princess. Oh, okay. The actual princess, Sophie Marceau. The I like the princess. I like. I, I like how Jude, Jude was like, "I could never be a princess because I can't grow my hair that long." <laughs> you could. Why couldn't you? You could do that. My hair doesn't grow like that. It's good. It's it's got humor. It's got like brutality. It's got a great message. It's got a. I, this movie's awesome. That, I freaking love it's, this movie. It's it's a timeless movie. Yeah, it's it's not historically accurate, but yeah, you, you know my, it's more entertaining. You know my favorite moment with Hamish is at the wedding. Where they have the, the rock throwing contest, yes. and Mel Gibson throws the tiny rock and hits him in the head. And when he oh, helped, yeah. when he helps Hamish back up, Hamish is like, "I should have, I, I should have." No, he, he's like, "I should have remembered the rocks." Because like, should. like when when they were kids, they would uh -huh. throw rocks and stuff. Yeah. And uh, Mel Gibson's like, "Yeah, you probably should have moved." <laughs> <laughs> That's good stuff. Uh, my favorite scene is the one that we're watching right now. Is when he comes back to get revenge yep. for his wife's death. I think that's probably the Did most. Him emotionally impactful and also brutal uh fight scene in the movie and i don't know i just get amped every time when he's coming out there on the freaking horse and he puts his hands up and it's just like he's got that freaking the shark eyes the 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 build up to him growing his army was far better to me than the second half of the movie yeah it just it just it just it just got my hooks you it gets its hooks in you yeah when you learn what motivated him mm -hmm. you, you know it's much better well the, the battle of sterling which is the one where like he shows up on the horse and he's got like the mm -hmm. face paint on and stuff like that and gives the famous speech um that's like one of the most iconic scenes from this film and it's kind of funny because this film got heavily criticized in scotland be because uh basically there was a bridge at the battle of sterling yeah. where, where uh, you could funnel people like onto the bridge so like the the numbers didn't matter as much and um, Mel Gibson in a in a uh, interview said like, oh well, we we couldn't make it historically accurate because the bridge at Sterling got in the way of the battle, and <laughs> and, and and the guy interviewing him is like, I the the English learned that too. <laughs> yeah, that was a, that was one thing that Charlie said is like the battle scenes are nonsense, like they're not historically accurate, but no. it's still a fun movie. It's still a fun movie. Yeah, still a fun movie. I want to know if the blue face the blue face paint is accurate. Is that real? I think it's it's accurate. It's real in your heart. But not because you know what I want to do? I just like want to leave this on. Because I got blue shit on my face right now. Like the grocery store. Of us do. I, I do. I wanna it's like I want to go out to dinner with this wearing this tonight with my wife. And she'll, anyone she'll who never looks at it. you just go, Freda! Freda! Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they bring you the check for dinner. Freda! Uh, it's like, it's like it, it kind of reminds me of when I dressed up as Santa Claus. For my wife's work one time. <laughs> did you really? Yeah, I did. And, and I and I 
I had my car, but it was a, a convertible at the time. <laughs> and, it's, and it's December in Las Vegas, so it's 85 degrees yeah, outside, right? Yeah. So I'm driving home, right? I had this fucking full-ass Santa Claus outfit on with the beard and the hat and everything. And people are like, yo, Santa, what's up, bro? You know, it's just like, and I'm at the stoplight. Hey, all right. You know, it's like, I want to go home. I'm like, I'm going to wear this shit home. All right, do it. I'm going to see if I get any replies. Take a video of your wife's reaction. <laughs> what's your... What are your choices? You kind of have know. to wear it home. Or yeah. I can like use your 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 uh, washcloth and wipe it off here. Okay, you can so, have a washcloth. You can't yeah. have my facial cleanser. But I love wearing face paint. It's fun. <laughs> anyway, I mm-hmm. think the face paint is accurate to a point, but I don't think it, it lines up with when this movie is supposed to take place. Neither does kilts. Kilts didn't. Kilts weren't there, a thing. There weren't kilts in twelve hundred eighty. No, that, that came out. That came out later. Eighty, right? Eight. Whatever. Yes, AD. AD. It's yes. like it's like. A, this is, this is not before Christ. <laughs> before Death Star, after Death Star. <laughs> before the Battle of Yavin? Uh, B-Y. <laughs> Nerd. Yes, right. Who are you talking to? Just before the Death Star, after the Death Star. Oh, shit. All right, let's do final yeah. thoughts. Give it a rating. Um, Vader. Braveheart. Oh, man. Braveheart. It's not a five-star because of the rubber horse. It's not a five-star. No, I, I can't give it a five-star. But five it's got star. a half-star for boobs. But, you know, listen... Um, one of my favorite movies ever. Mm-hmm. I, I I I go out of my way to watch this movie on on a semi regular basis. It's been a while, probably ten years, but it's been a busy ten years. But before that, I watched it on a yearly basis. I've probably seen this movie 20, 25 times, um, and I was really kind of happy we were revisiting this. Week. Mm-hmm. This is the only movie this week that I was really happy Same. we watched. But I, I don't I don't regret watching the other Mel Gibson movies because they were both good too. Um, but this movie is easily a four-star movie for me. Um, this movie is, is, is special to me. It definitely holds a a uh, coveted place in my uh, in my uh, movie pantheon of, of favorites. No, it's not a five-star. Um, it's 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 aging okay. It's not aging well, but it's <laughs> aging okay. If you, if you get what I'm saying, you know the rubber horses and the dipshits in the background of the battle scenes. You know, kind of fucking clicking around clicking their sticks together and dicking around yeah kind of like takes me out of it a little bit i love the characters in this movie i love mullen i love hamish i love you know you know william wallace i mean i mean after this movie came out everybody decided they were scottish (laughs) not joking not joking it's like i got a a little bit of scottish in me you know i'm i'm part of the clan elliot that was my grandmother's maiden name elliot we have an actual clan in the Scottish lowlands where, you know, I have a tartan and all this kind of shit. No shit. But, you know, I'm like probably one 120th Scottish. You know? <laughs> I've so had it does, several Scots in it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, right. You know, um, I'm also 36 Cherokee. So, you know, whatever. I'm a, I'm a Heinz 57. But when this movie came out, everybody claimed their Scottish heritage, yeah, yeah. right? You know what I'm saying? And uh, it was kind of cool that way. All of a sudden, every city in the country had a Scottish Highlands Festival. Including my stupid little town back home in Old Southern Oregon, um, but um, yeah, um, four stars. Super fun movie. It's a special movie. Um, everybody should watch it. If you haven't seen this, you're denying yourself a good time. Okay. So yeah, Jude, you've been Easy. you've been pretty quiet for this whole movie. Uh, What's your thoughts on it? I agree with a lot of what Vader just said. Uh, it's definitely worth a watch. It's it's a classic. Um, it's it's a good watch. Um, I don't think I love it as much as you guys do, but I I appreciate the 
the movie that it was, and especially when it first came out. It was a really big deal. Um, has it aged well? Sure. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't go bananas over this movie. Like, if it's if it's playing in the background, I never need to sit down and just pay attention to it. I could just kind of have it on in the background. It's like, if, if you have any testosterone in your body at all, you should like this movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, for, for me, it's probably four freedoms out of five freedoms. Okay. Just about four to five. Kadesh? All right, so... Um, this is Mel Gibson's masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Um, it is the best film that he's ever made. Uh, it's his most iconic role. Um, the battle scenes are amazing. Uh, it's an Oscar winner. It's got the trifecta in it. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, it, it, it's a very well-written, well-structured, well-directed movie. Um, it has made its way into the cultural zeitgeist. Uh, there are so many good things to say about this movie. I don't really need to go over them again. This is five stars. This is a five star wow. movie. Um, this is Mel Gibson's, you know, masterpiece. Hmm. I, I, I know it's your turn, but to me, <laughs> right, Mel Gibson's iconic role is Max. Right. Okay. I'm. That's. But that's just me. So. Well, for like his best m- movie that he directed. But for, for me, it's for Apocalypto. Okay. Apocalypto is a masterpiece. Yeah. I love this movie. You're wrong. you're you're just incorrect i love this movie but i think apocalypto is a better movie that's an exhausting movie jesus christ this is i mean this could be pretty exhausting too yeah if it wasn't so funny didn't didn't you say watching apocalypto uh, made you lose 10 pounds i did i lost 10 pounds (laughs) if if i need to lose 100 pounds i just gonna watch that movie 10 days in a row I'll be good. So you put the, the the freedom speech on when you right before you work out mm-hmm. and just listen to Mel Gibson freaking talk oh, to Matt. You know shit. what that reminds me? This the soundtrack for this movie, the, the musical score is top five ever. Mm. It's a really good. Oh yeah, they, they've reused score. it in like numerous like yeah. trailers and movies and stuff. It's like it's that. up there with Star Wars for, for me personally. It's just, it's so good. You can so take emotional. the blue face paint home with you if you need to feel powerful at home. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna kill some people on my drive home. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm going to drive through fucking Anthem and kill some of those white suburbanite people. <laughs> it's like you rich bastards. Yeah. So take your ex. <laughs> Do you want to sleep with their wives? For <laughs> yeah. Sure. Fuck yeah. Prima Nocta. <laughs> Prima Nocta. Hell yeah. What a fucked up thing. That is a yeah. fucked up that thing. That is a fucked up thing. That, yeah. that, that, that was like, actually something that was never used uh, historically. No. Like, like that was something that existed but no one ever invoked it man but, but for the well, movie they ho- did hold on wasn't that where the word fuck comes from is fornicate under for the unlawful command of carnage king? for unlawful for what is it for unlawful carnal knowledge is what fuck means fully unlawful carnal knowledge like, yeah, really yeah. but yeah. but the the word existed way before that yeah. i think i that, thought it was fornicate under king's uh, under fornicate com- under command of the king. king yeah 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 that's, I thought that's yeah, where I like that came it. from yeah, yeah i'm going to fuck your wife yeah <laughs> No, I mean, I, I think they had uh, that asshole, right? Like, I'm going to come and bang your wife. It is my special privilege as lord of these lands. It's like, no, bro. You're, no. you're just like, no, I'm, you're dead. I'm going to cut your cock off. It's just like, no, dude. Yeah, like, like historically, like if, if you want to uh, try to rule an unruly populace, yeah. fucking their wives is usually not a good idea. No. Which is that- why it was never like really invoked. Yeah, it's terrible. Seems like a really bad idea. All right, let's polish this off. Uh, thanks, everybody. This is a four and a half star movie for me. Four and a half? Four and a half. Okay. 4.5. Nine out of uh, 10. Almost. Was Apocalypto 5 for you? Yeah. Okay. 
Really? Yeah. You're, you're wrong. <laughs> All right. That's fine. I'm allowed to be wrong once in a while. Uh, thanks, everybody, for watching the show. We really appreciate it. Hope you enjoyed the Mel Gibson week. Uh, we had a lot of fun talking about these movies. Thanks for joining us. Comment below what your favorite Mel Gibson movie is, whether he directed it or not. I'm just curious. Comment below. Let us know. Uh, Vader, where can they find you on the socials? Uh, you can find me at Matt Vader. 74 on the Twitter and um, the YouTube and the Instagram and uh, right here at saltynerd.com All right. every week. Jude? You can find me at I am Jude Juju on Instagram and on TikTok. All right. Matthew Kadish. You can find me at Matthew Kadish, K-A-D-I-S-H on Twitter. Kadishbooks.com takes you to my Amazon page where you can check out my books. And if you'd be so kind as to sign up for saltylist.com, that's our newsletter. We'd love to have you on there. And we put out our newsletters every week telling you what we're up to. All right. You guys can find me taking my face paint off on Discord. Go to <laughs> saltynerddiscord.com and uh, come join the community. It's really fun. We have over 200 people in there chatting and uh, we do watch parties and all kinds of really cool stuff. We'd love to have you. Face paint stinks. It does smell like clay. It does. <laughs> Get it off. I'm wearing a home. I can't wait. Okay. <laughs> All right, everybody. Have a great one. Stay salty.